guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I am Novi. And we are continuing our celebration of Pride Month with Just Charlie. According to Google Movies, a teen football star who is being quartered by a top club is torn between wanting to live up to his father's expectations or shedding his ill-fitting skin. It's streaming on Prime, Hulu, Tubi, and Canopy. And on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience gives it an 81 and the critics give it a perfect hundred. Holy crap! Is that our first rough. perfect hundred? <laughs> I don't remember another one. Uh, I feel like there was one. Don't quote me. Okay. We'll have to go back and look. But not now, because now we're going to play soccer, I think, right? Well, almost. I want to kind of give us a little bit of a disclaimer here. With some mm. movies in our past that have contained trans characters or actors... We're going to try to do our best to use the right pronouns at the right points of the story, but please forgive us if we fuck up a little while going through it. Yeah. We don't mean to offend anybody. We, we really want to share the movie with you. Yeah. And now um, football. Now football, yes. Um, I grew up loving football, so that was fun for me to watch, but it's not very good. <laughs> it was like, oh, he's supposed to be really, really good at football. Are you sure? <laughs> well, I was more having the realization that I am awful at white accents, too. <laughs> because I speak very fluent English, and I was immediately just like, I need subtitles because it doesn't sound like any of them are speaking words. <laughs> I had a little trouble with that. At the beginning, it wasn't as bad. I could mostly make out what they said but yeah eventually I had to turn on closed captioning because I was just like no I'm missing what you are saying entirely I have no idea what you just said and I think like English accents are not that difficult but from some places in England the accents are a little like I don't know what the right word is but it's a little more difficult to understand and and I'm sure it's the same way with American accents um like in certain places certain accents are harder to understand than certain ones so yeah but yeah thank goodness for closed captioning (laughs) uh after the game our main character charlie is playing with his hair staring at himself in the mirror for a very long time and -hmm. apparently he really is good at soccer because no one makes fun of him for it (laughs) yeah which shocks me same yeah they were actually really like it was like a normal thing nobody thought it was weird that he was doing it and I would have expected somebody to have said something but his friend even goes out to their both of their parents and is just like yeah he's just fixing his hair and and nobody thinks it's odd so I'm guessing Charlie does this a lot (laughs) yep uh Charlie's dad is feeling very good about himself Mm -hmm. and he sings a song that I'm almost sure he had to have written because the lyrics and melody are very bad. Uh-huh. I'm city till I die. I'm city till I die. I know I am. I'm sure I am. I'm city till I die. <laughs> um, it turns out that it's like a Manchester City hockey thing. And I'm just an uncultured American swine from a hockey region. So- <laughs> soccer thing. You're from a hockey region. But yes. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, um, apparently dad is a huge, huge fan of not only football and Manchester City, but also of Charlie, 
doing nothing but playing soccer for the entirety of his life. There is nothing else more important. There is nothing else important, period, to dad at this point in the movie. But soccer, that's it. That's that's the number one thing. Like, I don't care yeah, about but... anything else. You're going to play soccer. But... <laughs> A Manchester City-related football club has agreed to watch Charlie play. Mm -hmm. And that is a big deal if Charlie actually wanted to do that. Um, He clearly doesn't. Uh, He's not even slightly happy. When they get home, his family tries to hold a toast for him to celebrate, and he just basically runs away and like pulls out his sweater security blanket out of his closet. Yeah. Well, like... I I had a, because, like, this is our first experience with any of these characters, and I had a moment where I was just like, can the parents not read their child at all? Like, do they have no idea? Because, like, he just got all this news, like, all this, what's supposed to be really great news, and they're like, yeah, here's a toast to you, yay, let's celebrate, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go do homework. I'm like, no child, ever. I don't care how good they are, has ever said, you know what, I would rather go upstairs and do my homework than get out of doing my homework and being celebrated, you know? Well, Um, it's also possible that this is just how Charlie is. Yeah. Because we find out later that Charlie has been having this experience since he was younger. Yep. And it's possible they're just very used to him being kind of a quiet, reserved child. He yeah, just doesn't true. want all that attention. Yeah. Because at this point, it does kind of come off like maybe he just has anxiety attacks or isn't yeah. so great with surprises and big deal things. Mm-hmm. Well, he isn't really. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Go ahead. The scene just kind of abruptly shifts to Charlie <laughs> hiding in a rack of wedding dresses and being itchy and uncomfortable in a suit. Uh-huh. And all the adults are just like, oh, he's just bored because it's a bridal store. Yeah, I bet you would rather be with your friends, huh? Oh, well, unless his <laughs> friends happen to be, like, shoe salesmen. <laughs> okay, but... When Charlie gets to go upstairs, first of all, there's a dress, a wedding dress, hanging on the door on the inside of the room that he goes into. A, I love it. I love the little, like, beaded jacket thing that goes over the shoulders. I'm sure it has a word, like, shrug or whatever it is. Beautiful fucking dress. Second of all, those shoes are amazing. I want a pair really? of those shoes. I loved them. My notes literally say one of the ugliest women shoes ever. <laughs> They're so cute. I love the little baby heel. I love the bow on it. And I love the little shape that goes on the top of the foot. But of course, you and I would have different tastes because we always do. But I thought I they mean, were adorable. This is where we say surprise. It's actually not an LGBT movie. It's a foot fetish movie. <laughs> just pretending it's a girl's foot. <laughs> He gets caught by a woman who we later find out to be his sister, but at this point, I just have written as female unspecified redheaded relative, because the movie is really bad at telling us names and who these people are in relation to each other. Well, the only reason I knew it was sis was because earlier when Charlie did not want to be celebrated at home, she was texting and saying that she wanted to go and she was already late to meet up with her friends and the parents were like, yeah, wait a little longer because we're celebrating Charlie. So I was like, well, it has to be their daughter, right? Because 
how else would they be telling so like if that was an aunt or something let's say like they the parents aren't gonna be like yeah fuck your friends you gotta stay here a little longer you know what i mean yeah but it didn't they did not like it didn't sound like a demand it sounded more like oh why don't you stay a little while longer so it could have been like a visiting aunt yeah and it's hard to tell how old she is so understandable it's the wig yeah but yes she catches him trying on a woman's shoe and is just like what are you doing (laughs) but she doesn't give him a hard time about it which is at least good I thought that she would eventually, and at this point, I was really not happy with her. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah. she doesn't actually do anything wrong here. No. Well, um, she, it's not like she's, like, making fun of him, even. She's just like, what are you doing, you know? And then, yeah. that's it. <laughs> um, Charlie later meets up with his coach and says he loves soccer. Mm-hmm. He does. But we're less than 10 minutes into this movie and it's, you know, very clear. He's only really doing it because his father is like a stage parent, but with soccer. God, yeah, so much. It becomes a little sad, I think, like soon after this. Um, I'm going to jump a little bit, but like that is so obsessed with soccer that that's all he can talk about. That's like all he can do in his life I mean he has a job we find out but and I don't think it has anything to do with soccer but he plays FIFA on whatever gaming console he has he watches soccer he plays soccer with his son he goes to his son's games everything is soccer and I'm just like I would hate to be married to you (laughs) it would be so awful and I like soccer I have of all the sports in the world that's the one I can watch that's the one I I could play uh not not in person like on video games but like dude that's your entire existence that's not no that's not okay (laughs) that's too much yeah I almost wanted to start just calling him soccer dad in the notes but I mm-hmm. thought that would be too offensive to uh, basketball dad from high school. Musical, <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> yeah, there can only be one sport to dad. <laughs> yeah. uh, Charlie. Okay, this is where I realize what I hate about this part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, every scene in this movie in like the first half is about 75 seconds long. Yeah. Like Charlie is at home and then it cuts to a wedding store and then it cuts to a meeting with a coach and now it's cutting to him sitting with his friend Tom and then it cuts to something else and Mm -hmm. none of these scenes feel like they're building anything because you don't feel like you're getting to know anybody because just a bunch of teeny tiny snapshots yeah and I'm sure it was a creative like artistic decision I didn't really get it (laughs) yeah they're clearly trying to do setup for later on when they're actually trying to explore what they get to later on. Yeah. But it's really hard to even get like connected to a scene because once the scene even starts rolling, it's over. Mm -hmm. But Charlie talks to his friend, Tom, who every time he is on screen, is like tits, mate, tits. (laughs) So typical teenage boy. Yeah. (laughs) Straight teenage boy. Anyway. (laughs) Um, he briefly drags Charlie for considering not going to this football camp thing. And mm-hmm. then immediately is just like, 
but there's kids over there, so let's just do that. <laughs> I kind of adore him. He's so yeah. simple, you know? It's 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 fun to at least get that little break. Oh, for um, the first half of the movie. Yes. Absolutely my favorite character. Aw, yay. Um, he goes over to hit on a girl in a tracksuit, and Charlie follows him over, but then the scene ends and nothing happens, so... <laughs> Shrug. Yeah, I didn't get that. It was just like that happens a lot where something happens where you think it's gonna be a bigger deal, you know, and then it just ends. You don't even get to see the scene and you're like, Okay, so nothing happened? Okay. Fine, sure. I guess. <laughs> well, especially because they could have used that scene to set up some of the athletic girls from later on, but they chose not to. But not necessary. no I guess not Um, (laughs) Charlie goes into his sister's bag and offers to unpack them for her while she's going out with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. because he wants to wear her clothes which Mm -hmm. I feel like it borders on a little creepy I Okay, I so I grew up with a sister who is two and a half years older than me, and we shared clothes all the time, like through, and I don't know how we did it, because my sister's always been so much taller than me, but somehow we did. We shared clothes. So in that sense, I didn't think it was weird, because that's just what we did. I never wore my sister's bras, ever. And that part of it was really weird, and it has nothing to do with him, like at this point, being I don't know how to say it right without offending anyone, but like being quote male gender dysphoria. Yeah, like when this as at the beginning stages of that where we're starting to see it, it has nothing to do with that. It's not like I'm weirded out because he's having this happen now, but like it's weird to have your sister's bra and press it against your body. I don't care what gender you are. (laughs) Yeah, and he's clearly kind of imagining himself having breasts. Yeah, and. It's obviously not a sexual thing for him, Mm -mm. but he's holding it up to his chest and like caressing the cups and it feels weird Yeah, in a way that it wouldn't if he just like stole the bra from Kmart. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think the bra being the sister's bra was too much. I think the clothing was normal because like that was the only access without stealing (laughs) that Charlie had to female clothes that would even slightly fit. I also think it would have been a little less weird had he like tried to put the bra on and stuffed it with something rather than like caressing it. (laughs) Yeah. I also had a moment where I was just like, Honey, you just told your parents you'd be right down, and you went to the room, because I think he's his dad, like, um, the dad wanted to play video games, and it was just like, yeah, I'll be right down, I just gotta do something in my room, and then just goes in the room and starts doing that. I'm like, A, I don't trust that you locked the door, B, like, maybe wait until night when your parents go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, if you're trying to hide this, do a little better, please. Yeah, because... When they find out, eventually it's not good, but I think it would have been equally not good if they had walked in on him fondling his sister's paws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would have led a whole to a whole different thing. It was, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Charlie takes the clothing into the woods. So weird. 
well, feels like he can't do it in his house. Yeah, I just think it was weird that it was in the middle of the woods, not on Charlie, but the movie, like, that that was the decision. Because that's not exactly hidden. Like, I get that it's the woods, and you're like, oh, I'm in the middle of the woods. No one's going to see me. But it's like, yeah, but you're still outdoors. And I personally, as a kid or an adult, would not want to do something that I want to do in private in public. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I I mean, it's Charlie's only choice, I think, so. Yeah. Um, he starts putting on the clothes and taking photos of himself. And mm-hmm. at this point, the movie is kind of non-verbally confirming that Charlie is either into drag or trans. Mm-hmm. But considering that the clothing choices are pretty tame. Yeah. I- I'm going to say trans. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if you're going drag, you're not putting on like a sweater with kitties on it and a headband. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, I feel like I want to jump a scene, but you said headband, and it made me think, like, Charlie's hair short in the cut that is Charlie's actual hair with a headband is adorable, and I'll leave it at that because I'll make another comment later. But that is is adorable. Yeah. Um, But at this point, Charlie suddenly starts having soccer injuries, probably Mm -hmm. faking and not turning in her schoolwork. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, um that teacher scene broke me a lot <laughs> yeah um when the parents are called in to meet with the teacher and she's just like yeah he you know is doing really well yeah he, he was an a student but lately he hasn't been turning in his work and blah 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 all this stuff and has gotten really quiet and all that and i'm like it really makes you like you know as a teacher whenever that kind of thing happens it makes you stop and think like okay what's going on at home you know like that's number one that's the first thing you think about when you have a student that is doing really well and suddenly they start acting out or whatever and it's never something that crosses my mind that like it could be something like what charlie's going through that's not a thought that i ever have and it sucks that it's not because it's so not normalized to think about these things you know Mm -hmm. um but it really like it it does hurt where you're just like oh fuck okay now i want to think about every single student i have and like consider like what is happening is it something at home or is it something personal and how do you reach out to this child but the parents are concerned because they think he's just acting out and being a little shit yeah which, I mean, he kind of, it does a little later on. I I, I am going to say that because yeah, he little. freaks out and is kind of an asshole. But <laughs> it's understandable, but it doesn't excuse it. I kind of found part of that funny. Um, Charlie's okay. parents go home to confront her about the homework. And her mom is like, that's very disappointing, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And Charlie shrugs all snarkily. And her mom <laughs> just kind of shakes her head and reels back, like, shocked and scandalized. It's hilarious. <laughs> yep. Like, the physical acting in that scene was just A+. Plus. Awful. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I loved how it was set up, though. Because mm. Charlie knows this huge secret about herself, and that's why she's sitting there yelling, my life is so hard, you don't understand me, like every teenager has ever done to me. Yep. Um, and, but her family doesn't know that secret about her, so Dad is looking at it like you're a naturally gifted athlete with two parents and a nice house in a first world country. You've never had to struggle for money or validation. Mm-hmm. And they're both kind of valid perspectives. And yeah. I like that neither of them was made the villain in this scene for expressing their views. I agree. My only thing was, and and the mom says it too, 
where after Charlie freaks out and she's like, I don't give a fuck and walks out, um, the dad wants to go after him, after her to be like, no, you can't do that. Like, you can't get away with that. You can't just cuss at us like that and just, you know, leave. Um, and he start the dad starts to go off about how hard his childhood was and how he had to work since he was 16 and blah, 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 which I'm not saying that that wasn't hard, but you are the parent now. And it's not about that. And the mom says, Paul, it's not about you. And I'm like, thank you. I'm so glad because usually in these movies, nobody says that to the parent where it's just like, this is not about you. It has nothing to do with you. And like the mom doesn't know what the fuck's going on either, but clearly it's not about you and your childhood that has nothing to do with it. So while I agree with the dad that like from his perspective, like you have it so good, how could you possibly sit there and act like a little shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time saying, oh, he had it so easy in comparison to me is A, selfish and B, not the point. Yeah, but I find that the more I become an adult, the more I do sympathize with things like that, though, where it's just like, children do not understand an iota of how much their parents sacrificed for them, or Uh how hard they work to give them everything. And Uh at this point, we know so few details that we have no idea. And really, none of them have any idea what Charlie is going through. So at this point, it's just like, I sacrificed everything so you wouldn't have to worry about where your next meal was coming from or where you'd sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. And this is how you're yelling at me. And yeah. I think that's very much a thing. Well, and I agree. Like, I'm not a parent, obviously, so I, I'm not even speaking on it from that, like, from that perspective. But, like, I didn't feel like he was saying, I sacrificed everything for you to have everything. I think he had a bad home because he said basically like oh he doesn't know what it's like to uh, you know come from an unloving home and blah 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 the dad said something about like not having love when he was growing up I guess um so I more was like okay this is the problems that you had in your childhood that you have not dealt with and that sucks but that's a separate thing than what is happening with your your child right now and instead of saying my life my childhood was harder than yours maybe say what is it that's going on in your life right now that is so bad like not my life was hard and I gave you everything that I didn't have that's not what it's about that that has those are two separate things you know um so yeah I I do agree that like I'm sure I have no fucking clue even as a grown adult all the shit my parents sacrificed for me but a they decided to be parents and I feel like that's something you gotta like be prepared for (laughs) you know like you know that you're gonna have to sacrifice your own shit for your children um but also like if they were just like oh my childhood was so hard in comparison to yours how dare you complain about your childhood I'd be like okay mom and dad thanks like I feel real understood I had to walk five miles (laughs) exactly Yeah, and I do that to to my students, so I get it. But like, when your child is suffering, you don't sit there and say, "But my childhood was harder than yours is." No, and this all throughout the movie does not come off as a family that is especially good at communicating. Mm-mm. And I think the sister's cell phone is a good representation of that. But the parents, yeah. whenever they want to talk about something, they're always just like, "Let's just have tea." Yep. <laughs> so. Charlie is not communicating to them, is just being kind of like a snarky little asshole. Mm-hmm. 
And that's also not helping them feel calm to communicate back. Yeah. So every person is wrong with Charlie slightly less because Charlie is a child. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's an interesting thing because from the outside, they look like this perfect family, you know, and then you actually get a glimpse inside and you're like, wow, they never talk to each other ever about yeah. anything real. None of them do. <laughs> um there is a wedding and charlie mm -hmm. is in the wedding but she full-on ditches it to run to the box <laughs> of stolen clothes and put on a dress in the forest yep a jogger who i later realized is the <laughs> soccer coach but at this point thought was just like a runny pervert in the woods sees a <laughs> male changing in the woods into girls clothes and comes on, closer yeah he stops <laughs> to watch him and then comes yeah. closer and it makes me worry very creepy things about the scene yep it, it, me too for a second and i was like oh, okay i think that's the coach good but also not good, but also good. Like, yeah, I understand. Like, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, hopefully this is just, like, concerned coach. Like, wait, is that Charlie? And not like, hey, is that Charlie? You know? And luckily, it was the first one. Thank fuck. Yeah. <sighs> Later on, though, mm -hmm. uh, you know, nothing happens. But, <laughs> of course... Uh, later on, when Charlie comes back to the wedding, the parents are like, you, you ditched the wedding, you ruined the pictures, where the fuck were you? Mm. And then nothing happens again. Yep, yep. They're all pissed off, pissed off, pissed off, and then it's like, end scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, okay, I, I have like two things to say about the wedding, just real quick, about being in the wedding. Like, on one hand... It was really shitty of Charlie to just get up and run away, but I did feel like he was having a bit of a panic attack. She, sorry, was having a bit of a panic attack at that point where being suffocated in those clothes, not wanting to be there, like not feeling like she fit in here or that she could, you know, even be here as who she is. But also, and like, and it sucked that she did just leave and not tell anyone. But also on the other hand, can we stop putting children as in like wedding parties because A, children are not reliable. B, no. stop putting that pressure on them. I've had to be a bridesmaid three times in my life. One, the very first time I was like 15. No, no, fuck that shit. I was deathly sick at that wedding, by the way. Like, oh. I was in the pictures. I had to be up at like fucking 5 a.m. or some shit on my feet all day. And then at the actual wedding party, I had to hide in the back room. Thank fuck there was a room and I literally slept for like two hours of the wedding. <laughs> it is not okay to put that kind of pressure on children. Like, and to be fair to me, I guess, or that whole situation, I was sick a lot as a kid, but still like that stress and that like physical drain that it puts on a child is not okay. And mm -hmm. I was 15. It wasn't like I was a 10 year old, but still, you know, uh, so that's my, there, I've said my piece. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, I respect your piece and thank you for sharing during the sharing circle. <laughs> I pass the baton back to you. Uh, Tom and Charlie meet up and Tom is the first person to tell Charlie that while well, he still thinks Charlie should sign. Mm -hmm. And I quote, there's no point if it's just going to make you sad and a pain in the dick. I love that. <laughs> Best quote. Yeah, it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I really need this to end as a best friendship and not as a romance. Yeah. 
well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Tommy's like the biggest, like, hey, look at the tits guy. So I feel like, I mean, there's, I guess there's a chance it could be a romance eventually far into the future. Yep. Um, <laughs> Coach does not call Charlie on what he saw in his jog, but he does go, you know, you don't have to play football if you want to. Yeah, and my favorite quote, and it gets repeated in the film, is "Don't." Uh, there's more to life than football. And Mick adds on, don't tell the others I said that, but like the don't, there's more to life than football, or there are more important things than football, any version of that is really really good i feel like every kid especially in high school needs to hear that and like insert anything in place of football like there are more important things than even your grades for fuck's sake you know what i mean and i feel like everyone needs to hear that and to have an adult in this film who is supposed to be like no football is really important you have to put everything you have into it and blah 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 to sit there and be like hey there's other shit that's going on and that's more important than this is was really 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 refreshing and i didn't expect it and i was really happy with it yeah um i i'm confused by the structure of this movie (laughs) okay um the last few scenes we saw of Mm -hmm. charlie and her family were gigantic arguments Mm -hmm. uh the wedding and the you're not turning in your schoolwork and mm-hmm. now everyone is laughing and bantering and trading kisses and hair ruffles. And I don't get how things were mended from that to Charlie not being monitored or grounded and everyone being super happy all the time. I don't get yeah. it. I but, didn't get it either. I feel like there was probably some time that passed that the movie didn't tell us that that time passed. I don't well, know. Well, the structure of this movie that could have been two days or it could have been three months i don't know yeah it's hard to tell but the i feel like there's a more realistic explanation okay um the movie is just leaving her alone so that the movie can have their dramatic scene of Mm -hmm. uh, dad catching charlie post-shave wearing makeup and eve's clothes yep and they're just like, you know, we're going to do, let's just get them out of there however we need to get them out of there <laughs> so that we can make this scene happen. Yeah. So they're just going to go out. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Charlie's not grounded. Charlie's not being monitored because we need this scene to happen. They also didn't have any sort of a conversation after Charlie, like, yelled at them and cussed them out, basically. Like, nothing. Not e- I'm not even saying punishment. I'm saying, like, they didn't even talk about it after that. At least not that we saw. I'm, I'm hoping they did talk about it, but we didn't see it. We didn't, and there really can't have been that much time passed because they're still talking like Charlie could or could not accept that football thing. Mm-hmm. They're not going to wait three months. No, that's true. So, so, yeah, it's maybe a week later. Yeah, at most. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. But, of course, Dad... Also, wait, before Dad catches Charlie, Dad also tells Charlie, like, yeah, um... You know, we still have a little time, but think about it, yeah? And, like, let's let them know what are, what your decision is and blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, really common. I'm like, wasn't Dad just, like, a second ago saying, like, they're not going to wait. We have to tell them this is important. And now suddenly it's just like, yeah, it's fine. Just, you know, think about it while we're gone. It's like, yeah. what? Who? What? Sorry, what? <laughs> yes, Dad. Okay, Dad comes home to catch Charlie. A, Charlie is shaving her legs. 
in a very like, oh, I'm doing this way. I'm like, girl, I don't want to shave my legs. Do you want to shave I, your legs instead of me shaving my legs? I'm cool with that. We can I just train. <laughs> that's a trans thing that tends to be something that I don't understand. Where mm-hmm. it's just like me as a girl some days. I'm just like, I'm the worst girl in the world. It's winter. I'm not shaving my legs. Fuck it. And <laughs> Fuck it. It's summer. The- I'm not shaving my legs. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And every trans movie that I've ever seen that included a male to female trans person, they're uh-huh. always girlier than me because they're like, oh, yeah, I want all the girl things. It's just like, yeah. oh, we don't want all the girl things. You can have them. You can have them. You can have the shaving. You can have the periods. I'm, I'm happy to give them all to you. Have the makeup. I don't want to poke myself in the eye anymore. Granted, I don't have to. I realize that, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I get it that it is just like, this is what girls do. And it feels right for me because I am a girl, you know, like, and I get to do this now. So I get that. But like, nobody likes shaving <laughs> yeah but I wonder if that's the thing at first where it's like I feel like I'm born into the wrong body so I'm gonna do all the girl things and then yeah. 20 years down the line it's mm-hmm. like what if I just never contour again yeah well I mean and okay here's and I'm not I'm not pretending I know anything about anything I really am not I want to make that clear before I say what I'm about to say but like I feel like it's a little shitty to be like, oh, I'm going from like male to female. Um, like I, I, I want to be like, I am a girl and I want to be a girl on the outside as well, you know? Um, and then just be like, I'm going to wear pink and I'm going to wear makeup and I'm going to shave my legs and I'm going to like, you know, act a certain way or whatever. And it like, it makes me feel shitty about me as in a female who was who is female on the outside as well where I like don't want to do any of that shit you know what I mean well you're saying it's the binary thing yes that that, I guess yeah I think it's more about the closetedness of it all where it's just like I'm not allowed to wear pink and shave my legs and be sparkly like when people are in the closet of like their sexuality and then they just go hog wild instead of holding a boy's hand and taking him to the mall yeah because it's like i can do this for two hours Mm -hmm. i need to binge basically yeah that's that's a good point it also makes me think a lot about myself as a child which is a whole like complicated mess of a thing to try to think about i think i'm sure for anyone who is in their 30s to like be like hey i never thought about that but now i'm thinking about that and holy fuck no close that door real quick you know (laughs) um because yeah i grew up in a house where my my mom dressed me through elementary school well not dressed me but like picked out my clothes for me um through elementary school and probably through part of middle school too until i was just like mom fuck off. I'm not putting bows in my hair. I'm not wearing dresses. Like she had to make a deal. I don't remember what the deal was, but she had to make a deal with me that I would get like some toy or whatever it was that I wanted. If I wore a glittery, sparkly dress to my fifth grade culmination, because I was starting to be a little, and like, I I hate saying being a little more tomboy because I always thought of tomboy as like somebody who's really sporty and I was not sporty ever in my entire existence, but I was like baggy pants, sneakers, you know, like I wanted to shop in the boys section of the stores and that kind of stuff. And my mom was not having it. So I think about that kind of shit whenever I see a movie like this and I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm not 
not ready for that. <laughs> it's a different experience, though, and I'm not saying that to other trans people. Mm. I'm just saying that, like, when you and I were young, we mm. had to, we had that experience when we were little and we were wearing like very girly clothes. This is what people dress us up in, the rough yeah. union dresses, and I used to really freaking love pink. Mm-hmm. And then we got to have our, I'm not like other girls, I'm cool, I wear jeans (laughs) and Converse sneakers, and, Uh like, I'm just not like the rest of you. Yeah. I don't even like pink. And then we got to come back a little later when we were older, where it's like, you know what, purple is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pink is nice, and I like candles. (laughs) (laughs) I, I grew up not liking Disney princesses. I grew up not liking pink. I grew up not liking dresses and shit. Like I was, I was very much the like, like, uh, you know, the, again, the binary way of saying things of like, I liked all the boy things, you know what I mean? Uh Um, and I was always like that. And my mom was always pushing me to do the opposite. So I think even though I did prefer blue and I did prefer pants to dresses or whatever, and I did prefer to watch The Lion King and Aladdin because I liked Aladdin, not because of Princess Jasmine, um, even though all, and like, oh God, I, The Jungle Book was my, that's what I wanted my life to be. I wanted to be Mowgli. Like I wanted my parents to be dead. <laughs> Yeah, one of my I like all the ones for their fucking orphans. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> oh fuck! I love my parents. No, I didn't want that. But point is, I I was like that. I was more boyish, I'll say, than I was like girly. Um, and I think the reason that when I was a teenager, I started to hate pink because I did hate it. Like before, it was just like, oh no, my favorite color is blue. You know, not pink. Um, later, it was just like, I hate pink. I will never wear anything pink. I will never own anything pink. Um, and that was because my mom kept trying to force it on me. And then I think somewhere in high school where I wanted to like be noticed by the boys. And so I had to be more girly. I was like, oh, pink's not so bad, I guess, you know, like, and now I'm just like, it's a color. I don't fucking care. I like all of the colors, you know? Um, But yeah, yeah, it it, it does make me think about things. But anyway, that's. But point being, if you rebelled against girly things because they were forcing them on you, Charlie Uh is rebelling against boily Uh things because they are forced on him. That's a very good point. Yes. And so, you know what, Charlie, shave your legs, sweetie, if you want to. Well, do it. Or not, because dad always <laughs> a gasket. Whoopsie. Yeah. Um, uh. Charlie won't wipe the makeup off and keeps trying to explain. So dad forcibly scrubs it off her, holds her down, and yells at her to grow up. Yeah. Oh, God. It was so awful. It was so yep. hard to watch. And Charlie's acting, I don't know the actor's name, but the acting here was phenomenal. I'll say that I think this movie all around is very good acting from everyone yeah. involved. Yeah, I agree. The, the like, uh, like I cried from this point on, I think I cried in like every other scene pretty much. Um, well, considering that the scenes are 75 seconds long. <laughs> so constantly crying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dad, at this point, my reaction to dad was, wow, you're a dick and I fucking hate you. Because uh-huh. he was forcibly scrubbing painfully the makeup off of Charlie's face. While yeah. Charlie was trying to say, I don't feel right. And, like, explain. Getting physically abusive is not the answer to anything. Ever. Never. Yeah. Um, 
Charlie tries to yell about how she feels like a girl and not a boy. And while mom is sympathetic because Charlie is having a savvy mental breakdown, uh-huh. dad is basically like, yeah, you're too old for make-believe. And then he stomps off and slams the door. Like, yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, and it's even more heartbreaking because later, I might be jumping the scene of 75 seconds, but later Charlie comes out and is like, I promise I won't do it again. Uh-huh. And it hurts so much because it's like, sweetie, like, that's not that that is that shouldn't be the solution. It's not a solution. It shouldn't no. be. And it's so sad that she feels like she has to do that because dad, you know, stomped off <laughs> after getting physical. Well, mom and dad are talking about it before Charlie comes out. Mm-hmm. And Charlie has agreed that he'll wipe the makeup off. And I think dad actually believes that it's happening and mom is in this like denial it's a phase sort of odd hobby thing yeah and i think that's why dad is taking it so much more seriously in such a bad way while mom is like oh whatever just let him do it he'll get over it yeah like it's just makeup and clothes who cares yeah Mm -hmm. um charlie comes out and says that she won't do it again and dad finally says you know you don't have to decide on soccer kids yet yeah. That's not a compromise. But no. Okay. <laughs> and um, Charlie has the most dead look in her eyes ever. And yeah. they're just like, oh, everything's fine now. And I think they hug and it's just like, it's fine. We're over it now. We'll just move past it and pretend this never happened. It's just like, that's well, not how that goes. <laughs> no. And I think what I find striking about that particular scene mm-hmm. is that dad asks Charlie if it's a gay thing. But he yeah. says that like he would find it acceptable for it to be a gay thing, which is very new. Yeah. Well, I think it's also interesting because it isn't ever explored. I don't think throughout the movie, Charlie's oh, whether Charlie is into men or women. Yeah, like I have no idea what Charlie's into. Not that it's important, you know. But they don't I... bring it up. Mm-hmm. kind of like that they didn't i kind of i was gonna say that being about charlie's journey to find charlie yes. and not charlie's journey to find genitals and i think the more important thing the the reason that i like that they don't do it as a movie is because i feel like a lot of times people look at trans people and they're like oh so you're gay and it's just like that's those are not equivalent to one another they have nothing to do with each other and i think it's really important to separate them and the fact that it's only brought up in that one scene where the dad says, wait, are you gay? Um, and then they don't bring it up. I think, actually, I think it might come up once more later on yeah, or something. I think it possibly Tommy brings it up later. I was going to say that too. Yeah. And like, and that's fine, but it is, it doesn't get stuck on that. And it has nothing to do with that. We don't see Charlie sitting there staring at a girl or a boy or having any kind of a relationship like that. And it's, I think it's really important not only for us to focus on Charlie's actual journey of what's going on, but also that it separates them for the viewer because I can see it being difficult if you're watching this movie to think, oh, so he's gay. It's like, well, first of all, he's a she, and second of all, that has nothing to do with it, you know? Yeah, I think it would dull down the story that they were trying to tell if all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, does Charlie get a romantic partner or how does charlie's romantic partner deal with no yeah um yep uh coach <sighs> admits in the next scene to charlie that he saw her changing in the woods and while he's trying to be helpful mm-hmm. it's the wrong time it's the wrong thing to say and charlie yeah. is really not feeling it 
Well, especially after being so abused by dad about it, it's like, well, no, I can't ever talk about this again, because if my dad knows that I've ever even spoken about this, he'll fucking kill me, you know, like, so just the fear of it. And also like, not believing that anyone could be on her side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Later that night, or possibly 8 billion nights from then, I don't know. Um, Charlie has quit soccer altogether, uh-huh. uh, runs out on dinner, then grabs a pair of scissors Jesus, after yep. having a scene about not wanting to have a penis or possibly not wanting to be alive anymore. And yep. I'm not sure whether they're implying at this point that Charlie tried to cut her wrist or give herself an angry inch. But and we never find out. Nope. <laughs> yeah, this movie's really, really vague about a lot of things. I assumed it was the penis thing because of that, like, the, she, like, literally grabs it and looks real uncomfortable. And it's clearly having a moment of just, like, I can't breathe, you know? Um, So I assumed that's what it was. But I, it really could have been slitting the wrists, too. I also assumed it was that because the hospital called a counselor about gender issues. That's true, yeah. And I don't think they would have done that had it been a wrist thing unless Charlie told them. And I don't think Charlie was there. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what's funny is right before you got to that scene, I was, like, looking down on my notes. And I'm like, I wrote, holy fuck, Charlie. Which scene was that about? I don't even yeah. remember. <laughs> It makes sense now. <laughs> Outside of the hospital, Dad suggests uh, to Mom that they all take a vacay together to take their minds <laughs> off things. That's an idea. How do you take your mind off uh, the fact that your son just tried to cut his winky off? <laughs> Did you just say fucking winky? Yes. Winky. She's like four. I'm not going to say anything. Penis! It's a fucking penis! Well, I'm not sure if it still is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Then I guess it's not really a winky either. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's take a trip to pretend like this never happened. I'm sure that'll be great. Like, how, uh, what? Do you, what? It doesn't... I'm pretty sure Charlie has to be hospitalized for a little while at least, right? And then probably not take any trips anytime soon. Yeah, but nothing makes you feel better after attempting to castrate yourself than, you know, the Playing teacups the at Disneyland. Or that, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Dad is told that Coach knows, and he goes to talk to Coach about it. And mm. it seems like it's going to be a nice moment where he's just like, getting some man-to-man advice and he seems like the kind of guy that responds really well to men telling him how he should feel about things let's call it that way i'm not saying he's gay i'm saying he's a misogynist but okay. um, <laughs> yeah i caught that but thanks for clarifying <laughs> well yeah i wanted to make sure um and i was i was there for it where it's like i would like you to not tell anybody we're having a difficult time and it seems mm-hmm. like it's nice and then he's like this is really hard for me. I can't believe Charlie would do this to me. Yep. yep. And I love Mick even more here because he literally tells him that, like, yeah, it's not about you, motherfucker. Okay, no, he yeah. doesn't say that. He says with all due respect, but still. Yeah, <laughs> it's very kind and respectful. And he's just like, yeah, you're not the victim. This is yeah. Charlie, not you. And yep. then Dad, like, surprised Pikachu faces at him. 
<laughs> he's like, but you're 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 a grown man and you're into football. Like <laughs> clearly, you, you think not... this is awful. <laughs> yeah, how are you not sympathizing with my point? Yeah, I hated that so much in this whole part of the movie. Like, I didn't hate him at the beginning when I was like, "Wow, grown child man, cool." Um, but it was like, okay, fine, grown child man, you do what you want to do. And then I hated him. And then we'll see what happens. This is the thing that I love about, not him, but the writing. Mm -hmm. I love that they had the guts to commit to him being an asshole for a really long time. Same. It didn't just change overnight. Yeah. Like, they really let him go through it. Mm -hmm. And you got to see all of the stages of him going Mm -hmm. through it. And I really needed that. Yeah. I, I was really happy with it, too. I still hated him, but it was important to see because, yes, some people don't just, like mom, like, just go, okay, well, this is life now. Um, I'm not saying either one is, like, a better, re- re- I mean, oh, no, one of them is obviously a better reaction, but is a more acceptable reaction. They're both to be expected, you know? Um, and I feel like Charlie was mature enough to understand that it could happen, and we see that in a lot of scenes um but like i feel like anytime anybody tells their family anything that is unexpected news they like you have to be prepared that at least somebody's gonna have a hard time with it and i'm glad that they did allow that to happen yeah and that's a very true and real thing like you can control how you want to portray yourself and how you want to feel about you but -hmm. you can't force other people to feel that way about you yeah and if you try to then it kind of backfires and they're more upset and uncomfortable and we get to see all of that not yet but we do so Uh um mom is still trying to do like her and dad's tea ritual thingy but they resent each other so much that he doesn't Mm -hmm. even talk to her and physically rolls away from her yep um Big sister Eve still loves Charlie, though, so that's plus. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, I was so um, glad that he that Charlie had Eve there because I feel like this is where we start to see, like, even with mom being supportive and trying to understand and like being there for Charlie, I don't believe that she was listening or talking fully. Like, I think, and we see that, and I think this is the next scene where they go to the hospital, right? It is. Um, Eve loves having a little sister, and you can see that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They go to the hospital, and they're talking to the doctor about, like, options they have and blah, blah, blah. And um, Charlie um, says that she wants to – she is considering puberty blockers and asking the doctor if they can do that soon and that kind of stuff. Um, And I want to – I'm kind of jumping through my notes a little bit so we can talk more about this scene, but – Basically, there's a whole scene in which the doctor asks Charlie, like, so who are you? Basically, I don't know if that's the exact question, but something along those lines. And the explanation from Charlie, I don't have the quote, but the explanation of how what it feels like when your outsides don't match your insides is so good. I feel like 
for somebody who doesn't understand what like what it means to be going through this not that I'm saying I understand what it means to be going through this but like if somebody doesn't like I want to show them that scene of just like this this is what it feels like this is what this person is going through you know because uh, I think Charlie does a really good job explaining it and what it does is it shows that mom clearly has not been talking to Charlie about her feelings has just been like okay you want to go to the doctor let's go to the doctor you want to get on puberty blockers let's do it and it's just basically like Okay, what do we do so that you don't freak out and yell at me again without actually having to talk and have an emotional connection? Because she is shocked to hear this. And I feel like if she had stopped and asked Charlie herself, like, so explain to me what's going on, Charlie would have told her this and she wouldn't have been so surprised. But she is, which clearly shows they have had no communication still. We see multiple times in this movie that she is very supportive of him on the surface. And I think especially now it's less of like, yeah, I totally support you and more like, well, this is clearly not going away. Let's just not have you try and cut anything else off. Wherever you want to yeah. go, whatever you want to do, I'm, I'm just going to like close <laughs> the way for you. Yeah. But there are multiple adults in this movie, including this counselor and the people at Charlie's school that mm-hmm. try to some more helpfully than others say okay wait we need to pause for a second and discuss Uh the reality of what's going to happen yeah and she's like no i don't want to hear that yeah it's just like no let charlie have what charlie wants so that we don't have to end up in the hospital again which i get like being worried that if charlie doesn't get it that she is going to try to hurt herself again or something like that but at the same time it's like you know they're not saying no we can't do any of this they're saying yeah but if you do any of this there are going to be reactions from the real world in which you live that you might not be prepared for yeah that doesn't mean that they are good reactions or that they're right or uh justified reactions no but they are but going to be there. <laughs> every action has a reaction. And if you're not prepared to deal with it, you either need to get prepared or discuss if you want to keep doing this. And she doesn't want to hear it. She yeah. just wants to go, okay, um, I'm terrified for my child. Let's just give her whatever she needs or mm-hmm. wants and everything will be fine. Yeah. Yep. So it just goes to show that I really like that Charlie at least had Eve. I don't know that we necessarily see Charlie and Eve communicating and talking on an emotional level, but like we don't really see them talk a lot anyway. I also don't think that Charlie needs Eve for the emotional level. Charlie needs Eve to be her big sister and buy her clothes and yeah, like hang out as sisters and not brother and sister. Yeah. Yeah, but mom is just like it's 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 odd because like mom is on like on the surface handling it better and doing what we would rather see, you know, that rather than what dad is doing, but at the same time she's also not doing anything to really help Charlie. Like yeah. she's accepting it kind of, but also not really dealing with it and that's not okay either. Yeah, they're both bad reactions because on one hand, dad is being straight out emotionally abusive. And on the other hand, mom is not preparing Charlie for anything. No. Or herself. True. Um, Eve is doing the best job at preparing herself for everything because she looks up mm-hmm. mermaids, which is essentially P-flag, but for the support system of gender dysmorphic youth instead. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't have anything to say about this scene except the name Mermaid seems a little off 
because mermaids <laughs> don't exist and trans people do. I didn't check, but I wonder if it's an actual real website. I don't know. It probably is, I imagine. But, like, I, yeah, it's an odd name for it. Uh-huh. But it's like it's like the everybody wants to be a mermaid or a unicorn thing. So maybe it's like unicorns and mermaids oh, are amazing. Is mermaid the one for male to female and unicorn? The one okay. For male to female? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That was awful. I'm, I'm canceling so myself. <laughs> I'm not erasing that from this episode. Fuck you. <laughs> But yes, I love that Eva's reading up on it and trying to understand Charlie better um, and trying to like figure out how she can support her better and all that. It's cute. It's sweet. I love Eve very, very much. As do I. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach pulls mom while mom is on a date with dad. And I really hope that's not a romantic <laughs> setup. Please, God. <laughs> I um, was really worried it was. <laughs> uh, so was I. But Coach is actually just calling to offer Charlie a placement on a ladies' soccer team nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of trans athletes pre- or post-hormone replacement playing on teams of the opposite biological sex is a hot-button issue that I would not touch with a 39 and a half <laughs> But Dad doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about how the parents react to it. Well, and I love that they're, like, out having a meal and Dad's pissed off because, you know, she runs off to take the phone call, and come, which is understandable, and then comes back and it's just like, oh, good news. And it's just like, yeah, we'll talk about it later. It's about Charlie. And it's just like, oh, what? You think I'm gonna like get upset and cause a scene it's like well yeah you are and you prove that you almost do the second she tells you so what yeah, the fuck you've caused a scene literally every time we've seen you exactly yeah it's like so what why are you pushing like you you don't want to talk about it at all let alone out in front of around people so why are you pushing when you find out that it is about charlie Mm-hmm. Let it go. You'll talk about it at home, and then you can cause as many scenes as you want there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Charlie is really happy to hear about this new team offer, because apparently Charlie does like soccer. Yeah. But Coach warns Mom that this is actually going to be hard for Charlie, mm-hmm. and I feel like Mom isn't absorbing this information, but with sports involved... Mm-hmm. And Charlie not having taken any hormone replacement and still being biologically male, this is going to be very uncomfortable for Charlie. Like, yeah. this is still a, something that is being litigated. There aren't a whole lot of uh, cases in the precedent set. Yeah. So this is an ongoing thing that they're still figuring out. And Charlie is very young and not particularly well set up. We don't see Charlie talking to a therapist much. No. So Charlie has no structural system set in place for how hard this is going to be for her. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I just, I focused on the positives because I agree. I don't really want to get into the debate of like whether it's cool or not cool or okay or not okay or whatever for, you know, whatever, any of that, of like in sports or in anywhere, I don't want to even think about it. I will say one thing, this has nothing to do with being like trans, as far as I know anyway, because I didn't know this girl in school. But in high school, I had a girl, 
had a girl. We had a girl. Uh, we had one football team. It was a male football team, not soccer football, like American football. We only had one girls didn't play football. There was no other version of football for females to play. And we had a girl who was not in my grade. I think she was a grade above me. So I didn't know her, uh, but she really wanted to play football. And there was a whole, I'm sure it was bigger than I ever heard it being, but there was like this whole thing that happened where they were like, well, just let her try out. And if she's good enough, why not let her join? And so there was this whole thing. And then she like got on the team and I never went to any games or anything. Cause I was never that kid, but I did hear that the football team who always lost, by the way, our football team pretty much always lost, started winning games because she was so fucking good. So on that hand, I am going to say, I like the idea of like, sure let them play on whatever team my only thing is if you're gonna let anybody play on any team and this has more to do with like women who complain about things than it has to do with like trans issues but like if you're gonna play on the the boys team be prepared for the boys to tackle you down don't yeah. expect special treatment and i think that should go for everyone trans or not trans i don't care but that's all i'm gonna say about that topic. <laughs> i feel like the main issue people tend to discuss on that topic is less girls on boys teams and more boys on girls teams because yeah. there are biological differences yeah that may give males a competitive advantage not charlie though <laughs> no because charlie is not <laughs> everyone's like charlie's so good at football and it's uh -huh. like oh baby is a great actor but a football god he is not and on top of that like the things that we would think that we would like say biologically that like maybe boys have that girls don't you know um that would make it unfair or whatever would be more like in the strength department i would imagine like maybe height and strength right because they tend to be more more capable of being more muscular mm -hmm. and in general men are taller than women um so and the and that way i could see it but a for soccer you got to be real fast and you got to be real flexible i'm not saying there's no strength obviously there is but those are i would imagine more important things and also charlie is about the same size as the other girls on this team yeah so he has she has no advantage on them if there is any advantage that they're trying to sell is that charlie is a better soccer player than most people charlie's age and that has yeah. nothing to do with gender <laughs> um charlie is really excited about the soccer though because she's like well now i can reconnect with dad because he loves soccer and now i'm playing soccer yeah. again mm -hmm. and it was like a huge part of their connection before but dad is still being short with her and like it's yeah. a step up from being openly hostile and abusive and dad is like clearly trying to just hold it all in yeah but it's very hard to watch because like charlie knows now how she wants to be seen and mm. is trying to be like please love me i i'm doing the thing you like yeah and it's like no can't do it can't do it there there is a point though i think in that car scene where you know charlie's trying to say like oh do you want to go kick the ball around afterwards blah 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 it's just like no i have i'm busy i have things to do where dad almost calls charlie's son and stops himself from doing it so at least mm -hmm. there's that <laughs> so i felt like i there were so many points in this movie where i thought the dad was coming around you know what I mean? Well, and then they just went 
the other direction real and I, I'm sure that that is a realistic reaction where like I love you so I'm gonna try but no fuck this I hate this you know well, a few scenes later, we actually see that Dad is trying to look into mermaids as well, but yeah. he can't bring himself to read the articles. Mm-hmm. And he even lies and is like, you know, no, Charlie doesn't play soccer anymore. Yep. Because I don't know if that's like a I have no son sort of thing, or if it's like a, oh yeah, but girls soccer is pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like if I said that Charlie is playing soccer still, it would be like, oh wait, one on what team though because charlie's yeah, not on that can team I come see this? yeah <laughs> um, tom confronts charlie at school not about only about quitting the soccer team uh-huh. but about totally ghosting on their friendship yeah but then he's immediately like yeah whatever okay let's hang out and then charlie pushes him away consistently until he's like okay fine you fuck off then <laughs> yeah and, and it was really sad yeah, and I don't like it either, but at the same time, Charlie's dad had just been the biggest dick. So I feel like Charlie was just like, I'm going to cry any second, so fuck you, we'll go away. It wasn't a good reaction, and I'm not excusing it, but I feel like that was the only reason why. No, not the only reason. One of the main reasons why, but like also like Charlie being afraid of, now that her parents know, telling Tommy was like the next step, you know? And I think Charlie was just like, yeah, you're not going to accept it. So fuck off. Like, I don't want to even try. Which is still shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Charlie is told that she has to change in a separate room from the other girls at the soccer game. Yeah. And I'm a little concerned at this point that this wasn't something that was discussed with Charlie and mom beforehand by the coach so that, like, they could be prepared for this. Mm -hmm. And that it wasn't just, like, put upon Charlie when she showed up. Yeah. Or why didn't the counselor that Charlie should still be going to after his suicide <laughs> attempt have just busted it with her? Like, it's one of those realities of playing on the soccer team that should have been forewarned to Charlie. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Charlie didn't seem too bothered by it, though. But then at the same time, that scene ends so quickly and we never come back to it. So it's hard to tell if she was. Yeah, and it also makes me wonder if Charlie's still using the boys' bathroom at school. Yeah, it's that's a whole other topic. Honestly, yeah, don't want to. I don't. I don't want to go there. Oh I no, we've that, got other other topics to get into. Okay, well, let me say this though, because at my school we have one women's bathroom for the staff, one men's bathroom for the staff, one um, bathroom for the girls, students, and one bathroom for the boys. Okay, and that's one each in middle school and high school for in the exact same way that I described, okay? Uh-huh. There was a student who was, I don't know if that student is still in the school, and I don't know the student personally because they were in high school, and so I'm going to call them they because I don't know if it was male to female or female to male. I have no idea what the pronouns are, so I'm just going to say they. But they were getting bullied, and there were complaints about them being in the bathroom. And so... And I still don't know if it was male to female, even with what I'm about to say, or female to male, because they ended up saying that they, the the school ended up saying that that student was going to be using the men's room, the staff men's bathroom, because they couldn't allow the student to be in either the boys room or the girls room. 
and I was just like, this is pro- this is lawsuit territory y'all are crossing because yeah. I'm not even saying it in a gender way. Fuck the gender. Go to the issues. bathroom with adults who might molest. Yeah, you. no, please no. And I was honestly, there was so much relief in me that it wasn't going to be that that child had to use the women's bathroom because I was like, here's the thing. Teachers can go to the bathroom for like five minutes. That's that's it. In our days, for the most part, we have five minutes to piss. That's it. We're done. Like, if you don't go in those, if somebody else is using the stalls, in the two stalls that we had, by the way, in the bathroom, now we have one because the door on the other one doesn't close. Also, COVID. Um, so yeah. if somebody's in there, legitimately, I'm cussing them out in my mind. Like, oh, fuck, you had to go right fucking now. Fuck you, man. Now I got to hold it for another 80 minutes, you know? <laughs> so like... If I walked into the bathroom and there was a student in there, I'd be like, I'll come back later. Bye. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching that. I'm not going in there. I'm not doing it. No, thank you. I will hold it until I can go home. So I was really glad that it wasn't that. So on that, that topic, that's what I have to say. Don't put them in this, in the staff bathroom. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know what the decision should be. I have no, I honestly, like, I'm not even just saying this because it's a podcast. I honestly, it is such a complex issue in my mind that I can't I like I can understand both points of view Mm. so it's hard for me to say like whether they like which bathroom they should use so like maybe let's precedent hasn't been set yet let's just make it genderless like let here like okay if a boy wants to go into the girl's bathroom let's just say they're gonna go into the girl's bathroom Nobody is watching the, no one's standing outside of the bathroom watching to see who is going in. Nobody's doing that. There's nobody there in schools or anywhere else. There, It's not like it's being monitored. You know what I mean? So I, in that sense, I'm like, what does it matter? <laughs> you know? Okay, here's what it matters. If girls aren't allowed to wear tank tops in school, then they're yeah. not allowed to pull their panties down in a room with boys. Yeah, and they should be allowed to wear tank tops in schools because that's fucking stupid. I live in a place where it gets oh. 115 degrees in the summer. So let the girls wear tank tops. Like, let the boys wear tank tops. Let everyone wear fucking... Let the teachers wear tank tops, please. That's my that's my request. Anyway, um, we're so off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Charlie scores a goal during the soccer game, and it seems like a big moment for Charlie but it Mm -hmm. causes some division amongst the team. Half of the girls are mad that Charlie's there because in their view, a male is taking their spot that was meant for a female to shine. Mm -hmm. The other half of the girls are all like, yeah, but Charlie's a better athlete than all of us. So the team is so much better with Charlie that like, we, I don't care what this person is. We need a ringer. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Um, I can't help but notice and don't particularly like that the main ringleader against Charlie is, like, statistically less likely to be wealthy and maybe counting on an athletic scholarship, while all mm-hmm. the girls supporting Charlie are white and blonde and look rich. Yeah. I'm not saying it's significant or that it was a deliberate choice, but I still found it a little interesting not that interesting i guess because this whole storyline never comes up again even (laughs) though the bully is like i'm gonna make that i'm not saying any of the words but i'm going to make this person never want to come back to our club again i'm going Mm -hmm. to make charlie quit i'm going to make charlie's life miserable 
mm-hmm. until Charlie leaves. And then yeah. we never see her again. <laughs> she, I think she, point? I think she is a little successful, but they don't play that out long enough because, um, I don't remember in which, like, how, where, like, what happens in between these scenes. But at some point, Charlie is told that she cannot play. They show up okay. and they're like, "Sorry, you can't play," right? Yeah, but that has nothing to do with this girl. That has to do with the fight that Charlie gets in later on. Oh, that's right. That's right. This maybe legitimately right, never, never comes up again. That's true. I completely forgot when that scene was, so I forgot because I'm sure it's in my notes somewhere, but I didn't want to search through. Um, yeah, so never mind. Mm-hmm. It was pointless. I think the whole point of it, honestly, was for those girls to call Sophie basically a slut. Okay, not basically. Yeah. I'm sure that is the word they used or some other word similar to that um, oh, about how much she likes she's, dick. Yeah, she's probably <laughs> on Charlie's dick. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's... A boy crazy and dick hungry. Yeah. A, be as boy crazy and dick hungry as you want. Um, that doesn't make you a slut. Um, I mean, I guess... I mean, it does, but Definition-wise, but thing. it's not a negative thing, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like... I also kind of do understand those girls' perspective, not of calling her a slut or whatever, but, like, like why suddenly is this... I, like, I can't imagine that if it had been another, like, non-trans girl, trans girl that had come in and had stolen the spotlight, I still don't think they would have reacted well to it. I think they would have still been like, we fucking hate this bitch, we don't want her here. It's possible, but I don't know. We don't we don't get to see it. But I do feel like that's it is a possibility. It could also not be that. It could very much be like we don't like it because she's not a girl. She should be over there on the other team because she's a boy. And overall, I didn't need it because if we weren't going to explore it, yeah. and it was never going to come up again. Why did it happen? Yep. Whatever. Um, but I did love that mom and sis were very, very proud of Charlie when she did well and mom game or whatever so did i i just find a little bit of annoyance with mom because earlier on the coach almost called charlie a he corrected himself and apologized and said it was new Mm -hmm. and then mom was like she yeah and then now she's calling charlie a he while they're watching this game (laughs) yep so just like okay he apologized he corrected himself leave it be he knows that he didn't do it right and you're sitting there just like he my son why charlie can't hear you yep (laughs) yeah i i wish we had gotten a little more of her dealing with it because we don't see any of it none of it all we see is her there with charlie or with the dad and never like her own feelings about it her own actual opinion about it none of that ever comes up it's always about other people and not about her and they didn't like that because it was hard to tell if she was she hated this so much but she was afraid of losing her child or if she was really just trying to learn and come around and like it was a learning curve for her too and like she was struggling with it we don't we have no idea so yeah but I think it would have been the perfect time to explore her emotions a little bit because they've gotten a note that mom's mm-hmm. mother has decided to cut the family off because she heard about Charlie's change and she's not happy about it. Um, dad is yelling. Uh, Eve is sobbing. Mm-hmm. And mom has no emotions about it. No, she's like, fuck her then. 
Well, okay, I don't know why they didn't make that the dad's mom. Maybe it is because, like, he didn't have a relationship with her, his parents. Because he said something briefly once about how, you know, it was a loveless, loveless home that he grew up in. But, like, it didn't make sense for it to be the mom's mom at all. Um, we get no setup for it aside from the dad yelling at Eve like it's her fault. Um, and then the mom not reacting and the dad storming off again. And then basically Charlie going to Nan. And I'm just like... Well, yeah, somehow what? they just let Charlie get a hold of that note, which he never should have been reading. No. Um, but he goes to Nan to try and explain herself, sorry. And, mm. and then when that doesn't work, is basically like, okay, but only cut me off, don't cut them off. Yeah. But she won't have to worry about that soon, because her parents are getting hella divorced at this point. <laughs> So you don't have to put all of them off. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that scene was so dumb too, though, because he, like, Charlie goes to the grandma, has this whole speech about, like, I understand you not not understanding it and not accepting it and blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, I love my family. Like, I'm still me, basically. And I love my family and I love you. And then the whole, like, you know, don't cut them off. And I think that was really mature. And the fact that Charlie did that was really great. And it helped us see Charlie and like understand Charlie better. But I didn't understand why it happened because then grandma is never to be heard of again. And yeah. at the end of that scene, when Charlie walks out, she seems like she's like, oh, I love you again. Everything's fine. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? What was the point? It's like the past multiple scenes of the soccer game never comes to anything and this never comes to anything. It's like, why are we doing it? Yeah, it was just like filling in time that I think we should have seen more of like the parents with each other or the mom on her own dealing with this or literally anything else. Maybe Charlie and her own experiences of starting to slowly dress as a girl and like seeing what her family is going to you know react like and that kind of like we didn't see any of that either and it's just like it's just suddenly charlie was putting on headbands and you know wearing dresses or whatever and i think there's one scene in which we talk about it and it has nothing to do with the family it has to do with school so it was it, there were a lot of scenes that were just pushed in here that i kept thinking like i thought the grandma was going to come back at some point and be a big deal nope never see her again no nope. Um, Charlie has decided that she's going to start dressing as herself at school now, mm -hmm. and they go to the school administrators to talk about it, and I'm not sure if we're supposed to find these people unreasonable or not, mm -hmm. and in a way, they kind of are, because at first they're just like, well, maybe you should wait, just not do this here, like, yeah. maybe kick the can down the road and make it someone else's problem, please. Yeah. But when... Charlie is just like, that's not an option. I'm doing it now. They're like, okay, let's talk about the logistics of how this is going to happen. Yeah. Which is something that both Charlie and mom should be aware of. Yeah. Well, like, I think they even say, let's prepare the students for it. Because I, I don't agree with them. And I, I agree with the mom about, like, how 
they say something about how like, oh, like how the um, students and the teachers are going to react or something. And it's just like, no, no. If you're a teacher, you don't get that option. I don't give a shit what your personal beliefs are. You don't get that option in a school. Your students are your students, period, end of story, no discussion. There is no but, what if, no, none of that shit counts. It's your students, that's it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that if they come in and they beat someone up that you're still supposed to be like, but I love you, it's okay, you know? But I'm just saying like, if if you become a teacher, race, gender, gender dysphoria, whatever, trans, anything, sexual preference, none of that should matter to you. None of it. You are not there to look at a student and be like, but you were a boy a month ago. Why are you dressed like a girl now? That's not your business. That's not what you're there for. It should, like, you should never, you can have your opinion. You should never express your opinion as a teacher. That's what makes you a fucking professional. So first of all, bringing them into it pissed me off. I was like, no, fuck that shit. Um, Because like, if if they did, then that teacher gets fired. End of story. You don't get to do that. That's I'm pretty sure that's part of your contract, you know? Like maybe not explicitly stated in those terms, but um but I I do agree with them on the like, okay, how about we prepare the children for it first? Yes. Yeah. Do that. Not just the children, but the people that Charlie had been close friends with, because yes. a public surprise like that kind of mm-hmm. guarantees a negative reaction because then mm-hmm. you don't give people a chance to prepare for something that you know is coming. And yeah, how people are going to look at them based on it. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I thought it was funny, by the way, because it was like supposed to be this thing that was going to affect everyone in the school. I mean, I know they specifically are also focusing in on Charlie's close friends and the people that she is in class with and that kind of stuff. But I was like, wow, this must be a really small school that everyone is just going to be like, oh, gasp, Charlie used to be a boy and now Charlie's dressing like a girl. You know, I'm like, dude, I went to such a big school more than half of the students wouldn't have even realized that anything would ha- was happening with that one student. The students well, in that class, yes, that's it. The star football athlete that's who true. is getting scouted by Manchester City. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what pisses me off, though, is the administrators are like, maybe Charlie should be preparing some people. Uh-huh. And they just go, nah, and they don't take that advice at all. <laughs> and Charlie just goes to school. Um, yep. when Charlie shows up, Tom and Charlie lock eyes and then Tom mm-hmm. just like looks away and Charlie looks all hurt. Yeah. I'm not sure at this point, because of the way this movie was set up, whether Tom's reaction is because of the trans thing or because Charlie yeah. has full on been ghosting their friendship and has been a total asshat yeah. for like the majority of this movie to Tom. Yeah. Like, if somebody is like, I don't know why you're not talking to me and we're best friends and you're not responding to my texts and we never hang out and your response is, fuck you, go away. And then you don't talk even once after that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, is he mad about your skirt or is he mad that you're a dick? Yeah. And it's hard to tell at this point. And honestly, I think, I think they ended up making Tom like a really, really good character. And I wasn't expecting all of that. Literally in my notes, it is, I I wrote down, please let Tommy be a good friend, even though Charlie hasn't been, but I wasn't expecting them to go so far with Tom and and they do. And we'll get there. But yeah, at this point, it doesn't matter what the reasoning is. He is not happy with Charlie. Yeah. And everybody else is snickering and being assholes about the skirt. Yeah. 
um, Eve's friend Bethan is being a huge asshole. It's uh-huh. implied earlier that she has a crush on Charlie, even though Charlie is 14 and I have no idea how old she is. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> uh, but Bethan acts like she's being sympathetic to Eve and Eve kind of starts to open up around her, but it's really just a weird push to get Eve to stop supporting Charlie for some reason. Yeah. And I'm not well, because... sure why. Well, it's probably, and this is a guess, but this is how I saw it. Bethan had a crush on Charlie. Charlie ended up being a girl. And Bethan is not a lesbian. Bethan had a crush on a boy. And now this boy is a girl, which makes her probably sit there and go, wait, what the fuck? Like, what does this say about me? No, fuck that. Fuck your brother, sister, whatever the fuck. No, it's weird. I don't like it because like I had a crush on this person. You know what I mean? Like I feel, and I'm going to talk about this later on in another scene too. And I do think that's a thing that happens where if you, it's like, it's like if a guy sees a girl on the street and is just like, God damn, you're hot. Damn. Look how hot you are. And then finds out that they're trans and they're like, Oh, you're a guy. Ew. I fuck you. And then like beat him up. It's that, but not as far. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I think it is. Because, like, it's easier for us to see that when it's a guy doing it, I think, than a girl, especially because they, we didn't get the Bethan's uh, character developed at all, <laughs> aside from your brother is cute. Um, but I, that's what I saw it as. Like, oh, because you had a crush on him and now he's a her, you have a problem with it even more. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that makes sense. It just really didn't come through. And I'm just sitting there watching the scene. Like, if she doesn't want to be seen with Charlie or Eve, there is a very easy way to make that happen. Yeah. Why are you even trying to talk to Eve? <laughs> yeah. And I'm I was really happy that Eve stood up for um Charlie in that scene and was just like fuck you. <laughs> like who the fuck do you think you are coming in here doing this? And I was yeah. really happy to see that because it could have easily have been a scene in which Eve caved, you know, because friends um and luckily she was not that person. Well, I think that this did change her, where at the very beginning, she was kind of like, yay, happy. And then the entire rest of the movie, she's like, okay, I will do three things. I will argue, I will support my little sister, and I will be miserable all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that's a thing, too. We don't really get to... It's, It's strange to say this is Charlie's movie, because we don't really get to see a lot of Charlie's viewpoint of things either it's kind of like an outsider's viewpoint of everybody and so we get a little bit here and there of all of them but like there was a point in which I stopped to think about how hard this must be on her you know like that nobody is paying attention to how difficult this is on Eve and while yes it's not about Eve but like Eve's parents are fighting all the time eve's sister who she supports is having a hell of a time and she feels like she needs to stand up for her all of the time constantly and like and charlie pushes her away too so like there's also that and so like and like their grandma hates all of them you know so it's like it's a lot on her too almost every time we see her that she's not putting on a brave face for charlie she is sobbing yeah. She's crying herself to sleep. She's crying in the kitchen. She's a mess. Yeah. And I think that was also important to see, though, because it's understandable that while Charlie is going through all of this, all of the different parts of this that 
she and because she's only what 14 15 however old she is um that she is not able to focus on other people's feelings the only other person's feelings that we see charlie care about is dad's because dad is pushing her away yeah um eve takes charlie out on a shopping trip and gets charlie a hair piece to sew onto her head and <laughs> it's adorable yeah little montage but then they get our answer about tom because you know he's homophobic of course and transphobic and, all and everything phobic yeah <laughs> uh yeah it it's a weird scene, especially knowing what happens later, but it is a shitty scene in which Tom is not only an asshole to Charlie, but is also an asshole to Eve, who gets in his face and is just like, yeah, no, I'm not taking this from you, because I imagine that, like, basically Tom grew up in their house and vice versa with Charlie growing up in Tom's house, you know, because they yeah. seem to have been friends from very young childhood. So Eve has watched these boys as boys when they were younger i'm gonna say boys like play around and fuck off and like do whatever little boys do um and now to see that tommy is being a little shit because all of this is happening you know uh it's one of those like no you don't get to do that like i know you i know you better than anyone knows you you don't get to do that um yeah and i think it was an important scene i don't know why it went as far as it did with Tom pushing Eve and then Charlie punching Tom aside from the scene that I was talking about earlier of like you can't play anymore uh, yeah uh, apparently after all of that Tom's parents call and make a complaint about the violence and Charlie is not allowed to play because you're not allowed to punch people yeah Um, this is where I start to really feel some microaggressive shit happening here <laughs> there have been four black people in this movie so far and all four of them have yelled a trans slur and gotten violent with someone three of them okay who has this is the dad i don't know if tom's dad got, got, gets violent with anyone and i'm going to talk about that in a sec so you okay, go ahead sure. and set up the scene i don't think he got violent but uh, dad goes into the bar for a beer where Tom and his family are having dinner. And mm. dad comes over and basically warns him, where's like, yeah, I didn't want to do this, but my wife said I have to. So <laughs> you should get the fuck out of here because your kid beat my kid up. Yeah. And that, I understand. That I was, I actually really liked Tom's dad for the way that he handled that, where he's just like, I'm not starting a fight. I'm just saying, you know, your son hit my son and we really want, don't want to do this here. And we were already here having a meal. So leave. I don't think Charlie's dad should have to leave, <laughs> but like. No, I'm actually surprised that Tom would have tattled about that because he definitely comes off as the person who would not want to admit that a trans person beat him up. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Tom and his transphobia soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the da Tom's dad is very calm. I think in the whole movie, anytime we see him, I really like him because at the beginning he was being really sweet to Charlie, although I like about the soccer and like getting yeah. the whole like city people there and whatever. Uh, it was sweet, but also like, hey, um, dude, your own son is right there. And I bet he doesn't feel real good about the fact that you are so proud of somebody else's son 
doing really well on the same team he's on probably mm-hmm. sucks a little bit for Tom but we won't go into that right now but he was he was a nice man there he's a nice man here he's trying to be anyway and the only time that he gets even slightly aggressive is when bitch Claire comes over and he's yelling about how uh charlie's dad should be ashamed of himself and what a disgrace charlie is and blah 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 blah, blah all this shit and literally uh i just think it's such a weird choice for a movie like this that's like oh these people who are marginalized we should be uplifting also all black people are transphobic and evil <laughs> well okay and i'm gonna come back to that because the, the you're talking about the soccer girl right as yeah. the other black person okay i think there were only two black people in this movie who were transphobic one was that girl and maybe they have a thing against black women i don't know but like <laughs> the girl on the team and then claire the mom because she's yelling at charlie's dad about all of this and literally the only time that um tom's mom dad says anything i didn't catch his name but what the only time he says anything even slightly aggressive is when charlie's dad calls her a bitch or something or tells her to fuck off and then it's just like don't fucking talk to my wife like that which is has nothing to do with charlie has nothing to do with anyone being trans or anything like that we don't hear anything from him and I'm going to, I don't want to jump ahead because like we're going to talk about Tommy. I don't think Tommy is actually transphobic and we'll talk about it. We but both. the mom sure as fuck is and she's a bitch. We're basically going to talk about it immediately, actually. Oh yeah, we are, aren't we? Because the <laughs> soccer van gets lifted for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. uh, Charlie is invited to sleep over at a teammate's house. We never hear from those girls again. They don't have names. And uh-uh. he and Tom are texting for some reason. Just out of quiet. nowhere. Out yep. of nowhere. Seems inadvisable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, but, I don't uh, know. Like, it's, we didn't get to see most of their friendship. Most of their friendship happened off screen before this movie. Mm-hmm. So, from what I saw of them, is what they have worth saving? Not really. <laughs> but maybe they had something and we just weren't part of it. I will give you another teacher example of this. I've literally had to sit down with these two girls last school year um, who were best friends. And I knew that because they were in my class and they would talk a lot. And I literally had to sit there with them because they were fighting. There were like two or three different times where they were fighting and like it was getting bad. And I just had to sit them down in my room. And I was just like, look, I know like you guys are fighting all the time and then you make up and then you're fighting again and it gets really bad and you guys are crying and all this stuff. And like, can we just talk about this for a second? Like, do you guys actually want to be friends? Is there a reason why you're constantly trying to still be friends? Cause you know, you don't have to be right. Like, cause I had no idea how far back their friendship went. All I saw was this like fighting and then getting along and then fighting and getting along thing. And I was just like, okay, you don't have to be friends with each other. You can, you have other friends, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, and then they were just like, yeah, no, but we've been friends forever. And like, both of them said like, she's been there for me and blah, blah. blah. I was just like, oh, okay, now I get it. So I think I just kind of filled in the blanks for probably for Tommy and Charlie's friendship where I was just like, you guys have probably been through a lot together and probably been friends since diapers or something like that. Probably. But I was really, really happy to see that Tom like came around and was actually trying because I think he said something about like this is weird and Charlie got up to leave because 
she thought that Tom was calling her weird. And I was just like, yeah. no, not you. The situation, like this whole thing is weird. And I thought that was really, really important for this movie to show. Cause like, hey, yeah, this is affecting other people and they need to, they need a second to deal with it. And they don't know how to un- like, how to deal with it. They aren't really understanding it. And especially being another like 14, 15 year old kid. I can't imagine that that would be easy. It's not easy for adults, let alone for kids, you know? So I thought that was really important. And like knowing what Tom's mom was like, yeah, I don't think Tom was actually transphobic. I think it was just like, my mom doesn't like that this is happening and doesn't want me to be friends with you. And so I'm going to like act out and be an asshole about it. Well, even though that's not how I feel. Tom also explained like, well, I didn't even know what was going on. You, ghosted me and then we fought and then you showed up in a dress and I was really confused you didn't say anything yeah it's a good excuse for confusion not a good excuse for throwing Eve around or no. slurs but whatever uh-huh. um I kind of felt like in that scene they were insinuating that Tom was gay and I'm like please no please no please no <laughs> yeah it would have come out of nowhere if he had been gay um they make up though yay yeah um I was glad that they did. I didn't want Tom to be an asshole. And I think that they explained his behavior pretty well with the mom thing where he felt like he had to act like that, you know? So, but, and then he took a risk and apologized and they were good. I think they both apologized, which was even better. It was. Um, Dad is at the point where he's like holding it together, but his only way of dealing is just literally yeeting himself out of the room every <laughs> time that charlie comes in i hate um, that you're using that word <laughs> it's proper context um <laughs> eva's boyfriend gareth is like hey charlie nice dress and he seems like a legitimately nice boy through it all and yeah. i'm here for it and happy that eve has has him yeah i have no further comments about him whatsoever aside from he's adorable and his hair is cute <laughs> Yes. Those, those are my only other comments. <laughs> yeah, it's like he means nothing to me. He means nothing to pretty much this movie. But, mm-hmm. like, she is a very special person and she deserves to have one person that doesn't make her cry all the time. I want to I wanna hope in my heart that she could go to him and talk to him and be like, my life is falling apart and I can't talk to my mom about it because she's dealing with it. I can't talk to my sister about it because she's going through it and my dad's never here and blah, blah, blah. And that he would have at the very least hugged her and held her and, you know, like made her feel better or at least listen. I'm going to hope that that's who he is. He seemed like he would be. There's no reason to think that he wouldn't. So, yeah. Um, Charlie is not in a place of accepting that dad is not in a place of accepting Charlie. Mm-hmm. So Charlie tries to just follow dad out of the room to get that validation that she wants. Yeah. But you can't do that. It doesn't work. Yeah. And dad literally runs off again. And Charlie is trying so hard. Like, can we play FIFA? Do you want to like, will you look at me please? Yeah. And he just, and can't. I, I feel like kind of an asshole saying this like this But, okay, I'm going to sound like an asshole and I'm going to accept that and maybe it's not okay for me to say this, but I feel like maybe if you're trying to get your dad who is not okay with it to accept you, maybe wear a pink shirt with flowers on it rather than a full-on dress. You know what I mean? Like, 
tone it down just a little until he can kind of deal with it because I imagine it's harder for you to go from baby steps into it with your dad. I'm not saying always, constantly, everywhere, but like with your dad, like I understand that like you want to go all in with it, but like girls wear pants too. Girls wear, you know, like other things, like other things than dresses, I mean. So like you could do that until he starts to get used to it maybe slowly through the jeans and floral tops rather than immediately into the floral dresses. You know what I mean? I don't know if that had something to do with it. I don't know if it would have made a difference. But I feel like then it would be Charlie also trying to kind of meet dad halfway. Although dad is an asshole for just constantly walking out of the room. And I'm not saying it's okay that he does that. I'm just saying like, I don't know. It sounds like an asshole thing. And I don't know. Um, But I said it and it's there now. (laughs) It it is an asshole thing. (laughs) Yeah. This is my thing. I don't believe there's anything Charlie can do right now. Mm. Even if Charlie went back to being boy Charlie. Mm. That would make dad okay. That's true. I, the, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, so to speak. Yeah. And dad is making progress. He's just not making the progress that Charlie wants. Because the it's progress from... You can't do this. I'm going to hold you down and scrub your face off and tell you to get real. Mm. To I'm going to make comments at you. Mm. To I can't talk to you. Yeah. So it isn't the progress that Charlie wants it to be, but it is slowly going somewhere. Yeah. It's just something that, I mean, Charlie's had her whole life to know this about herself yeah and dad is still going through all of those things and he just needs time on it some people more time than there is well and I think that's kind of where I was coming from just to defend myself because I'm not trying to be an asshole like I'm not saying you shouldn't but like if you want your dad to accept you you should try to at least understand his perspective and try to at least meet him halfway even if it's not going to change anything, but like sitting there and just going, hey, let's just pretend this is all okay and play FIFA like we used to is clear it's not working. So try something different, I guess is what I was going for. <laughs> and it's not, and it wouldn't have been okay if the dad had been like, oh good, you're going to wear boy clothes, then I'm going to be okay. Can you just always wear boy clothes? But it's, it's also not boy clothes to wear jeans. I, guess I think I don't soccer know. was the attempt at halfway. Maybe. I don't, it's hard to tell. I feel like I don't know if Charlie likes soccer or not. I still have no idea at the end of the movie. I think Charlie likes playing soccer with the girls because he likes playing with the girls. Yeah. I don't think he likes playing. Yeah. Um. Mom follows dad into the shed, though, and is basically like, how about you get the fuck out if you're not going to be supportive, which, finally. hmm I agree. And he says he's being supportive by trying to guide Charlie into choosing a life that isn't going to make Charlie and everyone around Charlie miserable. hmm Because I still feel like he doesn't realize how miserable Charlie was before. Yeah. And he hasn't been there now for any of the moments that have actually made Charlie happy. He's only yeah. there for the negative ones because every time he's there, it's a negative moment for Charlie. Yeah. And he says something to the mom about like, 
oh, well, ever since this happened, has everything just been wonderful? And like, basically, has everything just been so easy? And it's like, no, clearly it hasn't, stupid. Nobody said it has. Like, literally not one person in this family is sitting there going like, yeah, this is so great now. Charlie can just be Charlie and everyone's accepting it. It's like, no, everything is fucking difficult. But it was difficult before, too. Don't you remember? Like, did you not do you not remember when our son cussed us out and walked out of the room? Well, it's still the selfish thing of everything was fine for him and mom yeah, and big that's sister true. before, and Charlie was the only one unhappy, and now everyone is miserable, yeah, including Charlie. Yep, yep. But um, mom also repeats the Jesus Christ, Paul, there's more to life than football thing here, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I don't, I don't agree that he doesn't love Charlie. I think if he didn't love Charlie, he would have been reacting worse. I think, because, like, in the bar, restaurant, whatever the fuck it was, that they had that whole altercation with Tom's family, um, I legitimately thought that Claire being a major bitch was the point in which he was going to realize, he isn't the dad, was going to realize, oh, fuck, I've been a major asshole, and I'm, because he kind of stood up for Charlie there, so I thought that was going to be the switch, I thought that was going to be where he started to be more accepting and coming around, except then in the, like, in that scene, he just is like, okay, fine, fuck you, if you think I don't love my son, daughter, whatever, um, I'm out of here, and he leaves, and I'm just like, wait, what, but I thought we were working toward positive, and now you're leaving, I'm confused. But he leaves. Yeah. Which I'm sure is going to have no negative impact on Charlie or Eve or anyone, right? Well, it seems sad in the moment, but it's honestly best for everyone involved, including Charlie and Eve, if mm. he knew in his heart that he was not going to be able to move forward on this and Charlie knew that he couldn't move backward. Yeah. Because just keeping people in a really toxic situation and i hate the word toxic it's so overused but <laughs> keeping people in a toxic situation and then expecting it to get better with nothing moving forward or backward or any direction yeah just continues to make everything more toxic and makes all of the resentment fester whereas mm. if he leaves then they can at least start to make things a little less <sighs> toxic <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God damn. laughs> sorry i i have britney spears in my mind now yeah. so <laughs> anyway uh um a thing happens in this movie that i thought was the worst thing that was going to happen in this movie mm. a carnival oh i was like oh no oh no oh no oh oh no oh god no and then nothing <laughs> happened uh, one thing happens, Tom starts using his rekindled friendship with Charlie to hit on all of her <laughs> female friends. Yep. <laughs> like, ooh, access to the girl in the yoga pants I was checking out earlier. Nice. Yep. <laughs> well, they have this little exchange. I didn't write down what they call each other, but they have this exchange of having, like, teasing. I think I think Tom calls Charlie a big girl. And she calls and him a knob. A knob, that's what it was, yeah. And it's cute. It is. Because, like, their friendship is fine, and I was really happy for that. 
Yep. Um, at the same time, Dad is meeting up with Tommy's dad for a beer, which feels weird and disconnected with the last time we saw them, but that's a <laughs> movie. Yeah. It was a little explained, at least, because legitimately Tom's dad comes over and buys Charlie's dad a beer and is just like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry for how I reacted. I feel awful about it. I think Claire feels stupid about it. Hey, did you know our sons are friends again? <laughs> um, so, uh, I said that and then I immediately caught it and I can't even remember. I don't think I don't think any gender was used from Tom's dad. I think it was just Charlie and Tom are friends. But anyway, yeah. they're friends again. Our kids are friends friends again. There you go. That's a better way to say it. Um, and Paul is surprised by this because no, he did not know because hey, did you know my wife kicked me out? <laughs> this is a fun conversation adults have. Yeah, and I feel like this scene really doesn't make a lot of sense for it to have happened, but yeah. you know how in the uh, movie pitches, mm. basically Ryan George brings up something like, well, why would that thing have happened? It makes no sense. <laughs> it's like, so the movie can happen. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly so much of this movie. Feels. <laughs> yeah. It's well, like and- we, we knew where we wanted to end up, and so yes. we just wrote a scene that got us there regardless of if it made sense. Yeah, because this is supposed to lead to the next scene of the dad going and buying cleats for um, Charlie as a surprise gift and an apology gift and an I accept you, I'm a, I'm working on it gift, I guess. It's 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 just shoes and it, it's supposed to do so many things, I feel like, um, but it's soccer and it's their thing, so I'm sure it will. Okay, the thing is, the present mm-hmm. isn't even necessary. Charlie is so desperate for dad to love her. Yeah. That a free game of FIFA or kicking a soccer ball around in the yard would be more appropriate and more of what Charlie wants than, like, here's a shoe like me. (laughs) Yeah. But But I don't think Dad is there yet still. I don't think Dad is at, uh, let's spend two hours and hang out together and, like, rekindle this. It's like, I'm sorry, here's a shoe, we'll talk. (laughs) It also is a chance for Mick to come back into the scene and for Mick and Dad to be cool again. Um, because Coach McMahon um, comes over and gives him advice on what girl athletes like in shoes, which it's like, I don't think there is that much of a difference in the way that the shoe is. Maybe color choices, possibly for some of them. But I feel like a soccer cleat is a soccer cleat is a soccer cleat. And that's me saying this as not a soccer player at all. But like, I'm sure it differs from like position to position or the size and um shape of your foot and that kind of stuff you know well the big girl thing about these soccer cleats are a there is a pink check mark on the side and Mm -hmm. b the laces are ribbons yeah yeah girls (sighs) (laughs) yeah uh I can't imagine a couple of the girls on that team on on Charlie's team would have been interested in that anyway but okay but Charlie Yearly is yes definitely so it is it is helpful of mick and it is a nice gesture especially if dad is still obviously not okay with this fully but is trying it's still a good it's still a sweet thing that he is doing uh-huh it's not like here are some soccer cleats i bought that are clearly for you to be a boy again please be a boy again look i bought you a gift you know it's like yeah. no i'm trying <laughs> and that's at least respectable um yep 
Charlie goes to a bonfire with her friend, and we're going to come back to that. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about mom and dad first. Okay. Um, dad comes over to drop off the shoes for Charlie, and Charlie's not home, so he and mom have a talk instead. Mm-hmm. And dad's like, oh, but I love Charlie for whoever she is and whoever she wants to be. And I just want her to be safe and happy, (laughs) which is the worst foreshadowing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) It's probably a good idea that they go and pick the kids up instead of going, you know, now that we're rekindled and the kids are at a party. Let's bone. Okay, the parents have no love for each other like that. I don't buy it. There's no nothing. There's no chemistry in between them. But I think they're just like, yeah, but we're parents and we're working on things and like like, it's not like we have other things going right now. So like, let's just, can I move back in, essentially? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Um, while that is happening, Charlie and her friend Sophie are at a bonfire. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sophie really does like Dick. Yeah, this <laughs> is the friend. This is the one that one of the bully gr- girls was like, "You're a slut." Earlier, uh-huh. and she immediately zeroes in on first uh, Eve's boyfriend. Yeah. And then, when it's like, no, you can't sleep with my sister's boyfriend. I know you just got out of a relationship with somebody. <laughs> you can't do that. It's like, oh, okay, that guy then. He's tall. <laughs> yeah. Um, that stranger brings over two gross drunk friends who look about 27 years old. Yeah. One of them is balding. Mm-hmm. But cool, Great whatever. Great casting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's bad casting or if he literally is supposed to be that old crashing a high school party. Oh, gross. Even worse. Yeah. Um, but Soph is basically like, hey, I snuck in some vodka because I'm cool. Let's go off with these three strangers <laughs> into the forest. Nothing bad will happen. Uh-huh. No, I'm sure. I'm sorry. I think the, the words you're looking for are, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the worst that could happen, apparently... Is mm-hmm. Soph immediately just ditches. Yeets? <laughs> yes. Um, she yeets her panties off and runs into the forest. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, can we just say we're not slut shaming? Do you, girl? Do you? Or do whoever else you want to do? But just like, it's just um, funny. Be safe. <laughs> and Please. Be, yeah. In the woods, especially. <laughs> uh, be safe and don't abandon the female friend you came with with two gigantic yes. drunk strangers when she's uncomfortable. Yes. Please do not do that. Clearly um, uncomfortable. Just is constantly like Sophie. Like, can we yeah. please? And it's just like, it's fine. It'll be fine. It's like, no, sweetie, it will not be fine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Sophie takes the young looking, attractive ish one into the woods with her and leaves the other two with mm-hmm. Charlie. Charlie tries to go back to the party, but they won't let her. And then the grosser one tries to force (laughs) himself on her. Um, He gets mad at her for not being the proper gender that he wants to rape. (laughs) How dare you? Uh Uh-huh. Sorry. It's not funny, but the way you said it was funny. So he starts beating the shit out of her. Uh, he tells his friend, who also starts curb stomping her, and then the third guy zips up, runs out of the woods, and starts curb stomping her as well. Yep. Yep. 
And I wasn't sure, by the way, at that point when Sophie ran off, I was like, did she just ditch her? And like, just, just was like, peace, I'm out of here. Yeah. No, she I was running. I literally thought, home. yeah, luckily. <laughs> and of course, right in the nick of time, when she's running off looking for help, Charlie's parents get there. Yeah. And we're not having a conversation. But I will say there is a very, very big difference between you starting a consensual encounter with someone who Mm. didn't tell you and you trying to force yourself upon someone who didn't invite you there who happens to have a dick. It's like she didn't want you touching her dick either. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Don't force yourself on anyone, and maybe then you don't have to worry about being in these situations. How about that? There's a Here's thing. There's a PSA for millennials at the movie. <laughs> we have so many of those, and they're always so awful. Yeah. Hey, at least we're not talking about dismemberment. Well, Charlie let's... doesn't die. <laughs> God damn it. I'm crying now, too, and it's not in the same <laughs> way as the, when I was watching the movie. Okay, yeah. anyway. <laughs> we have to laugh about this. It's not funny at all. No. They beat the living crap out of this 14-year-old child that one of them just tried to rape. Very uh-huh. serious situation. Not a funny situation at all. But if I sit here and talk about it seriously, I'm going to cry just like I did when I watched the movie. And yeah. I, I want to not be depressed for the rest of the day. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, they fade the scene and oh. we're supposed to believe at the end that we're at her funeral. Mm-hmm. Fuck them for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I also had a moment because I'm pretty sure the dad had facial hair a second ago and then doesn't in this scene. And I was like, is that the dad? Yeah, like, and I had a, that guy? Yeah, I was like, I think that's the dad, but I'm not 100% sure that's the dad. And I had this weird of like weird thing of like, because there were literal gravestones behind him. He's sitting on a yeah. bench watching kids play soccer and looking real sad about it. And then there's gravestones behind him. And I was just sitting there with so many confused, confused thoughts and also like, damn, he hot. Is his dad? Was dad always okay. this hot? <laughs> I actually had an opposite thought of it though because I couldn't tell it was dead because in my opinion he didn't look anything like himself and he had like new grays and his hair was very styled uh huh this did not look like dad to me one iota hmm. so I'm like okay maybe Charlie lived but is like paralyzed because he's just sitting there having these weird flashes of uh, things uh-huh. And then it was like that whole thing traumatized Charlie so much that Charlie was just like, okay, fuck this boy. Ah, interesting. Or whoever was his caretaker was just like, no, you're doing boy. I'm not doing this. Yeah. But no, it's apparently dad or something. <laughs> and hot, it's hot dad now. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, dad was hotter before. Um, I, The facial hair was good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, he is not but she is not dead charlie is not dead yay applause no they're at eve and gareth's wedding yay mm-hmm. yay i don't uh, i mean yay i like i wanted eve to have whatever she wanted because she was a sweetheart and she got this and i'm happy for her yeah i'm happy for her i'm happy this isn't a funeral um <laughs> tom is sitting with sophie and 
I feel like they're basically suggesting that she's finally giving him a chance because she was saying throughout the whole movie, like, no, he's too young. He's too young. And now they're sitting together and doing the like, oh, thing. Yeah. But I don't like that. It's like, okay, well, I'm too traumatized to date any guy that I'm not sure won't curb stomp my best friend to death. And I know you won't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's just do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's not romantic. I pretended it wasn't romantic. I pretended they were just sitting there as friends. Like, I believe, anyway, the only two friends of Charlie's that are at this wedding. So I'm just going to pretend that's why they were sitting together. Oh, I wasn't exactly looking through the audience. I feel like this would have been a great moment for, like, if they wanted to really call things back for Nan to be sitting with the family and, like, yeah, her shoulder. <laughs> Yep. But I didn't see her. So no, I don't she think was she there was there. And I didn't look or what? No, I don't think so either. I don't think that I, I that would have been great. I wasn't searching for her either cuz I was so like traumatized at this point in the movie, but I don't think she was there. Yeah. And this is why I rewrite the movies if you needed your scene of grandma and you wanted to do <laughs> that little last look. Mm-hmm. Just followed through. But um, whatever. Um, yeah. But Charlie is dressed in a pretty dress and has makeup on and a wig and is beaming at this wedding. And on one hand, I'm like, yay, good. This gave us a happy ending for Charlie. But on the other hand, he was very, very abused, like beaten to fucking a bloody pulp. And And no scars. No scars. And we don't, like... There, we don't see anything of it. I'm going to go to the uh, Freak Show movie. We got to see the after effects of being beaten up. We didn't see any of that here. And I, it hurts me that we don't because it was so important, I thought. Like how Charlie would react after the fact. But apparently Charlie is just going to attend a wedding now. And we see nothing. <laughs> and we also don't see a whole lot of... It doesn't look like a whole lot of time has passed, let's call it. So I don't know if this was a year later or three years later or two months later. Okay, I really hope it was at least a year later because fuck, even Gareth. I don't know how old Gareth is, actually. Okay, Charlie is 14, so Eve has to be at least 16 I think I think Eve is close to college because so she's probably like 17, 18 ish anyway but she's in high school and gareth i believe is in college already because we never see him in school with them okay i guess that doesn't mean anything but i don't think we ever see him in school with them i so i kind of assumed he was older so he might be in college already but regardless i don't care how old he is i'm not even talking about like if he's 18 going on 19 and she's 17 going on 18 whatever that's fine by me um as long as especially if it's consensual and like the parents are involved in it and they know everything's cool anyway but um I really hope that she graduated high school at the very least before she got married (laughs) so that was my only concern of like please let it have been a year later but yeah we we have no idea I don't know when anything happens in this movie though so well yeah and I will say it's not exactly out of character for this movie to set something up in one scene and then act like it didn't happen a scene later so that's true yeah um I will say though that I love that they gave dad the growth I know you already talked about how like it was the slow progress of it and that 
that is reality. Some people take longer to come around and actually be able to accept things and stuff. And I still feel like in that scene where dad is sitting there watching those two boys play soccer, which is weird at a wedding. These boys are just playing soccer. Okay. Anyway. It's um, a wedding at a graveyard. They're playing soccer <laughs> in a graveyard outside of a wedding. I don't know. Yeah. The other wedding was also at a graveyard. So maybe they just have one church in the town that they live in and it's everything happens there. But point is that I guess um, was it Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> anyway, my <laughs> fuck. My point is that I think dad is still struggling with everything. It still isn't 100% like I'm cool with everything of this because he's sitting there watching these boys play soccer, which I'm sure is like a thing of like, you know, my my baby boy is not a boy is a girl, you know, and I'm still kind of accepting that and I miss the days of this, you know. Um, but he really, really comes around and he grows a lot as a character. And I was really happy to see that. Because I think we don't see that in pretty much anyone else except for the dad. We do see Eve growing from being kind of bubbly and vapid into being more That's sad true. and mature and sad. <laughs> Having a reality of being a grown-up. Sorry, yeah. Eve. It happens to all of us. We're all miserable. Oh Especially after watching this movie. <laughs> But yeah, that's where the movie ends, and I don't know how I feel about the ending of the movie. So yeah, rewrite it, at least put the grandma in. Yeah, it would have been a cap. I was partly expecting the ending to be like, because nobody really nobody really interacts with Charlie at the wedding at the beginning. So I'm uh -huh. like, is she really there? Or is this like a ghost thing? Oh, yeah. But she's really there. She's really there. Yeah. Luckily, she didn't die. <laughs> that would have been even weirder where everybody's just really happy <laughs> at Eve's wedding and everything's good, but Charlie died and we're just not going to talk about it at all. We just like completely skipped past Charlie's death and anybody mourning her. And it's just suddenly Eve's wedding. Yay, we're so happy. That would have been really strange. <sighs> um, final rating. I do have a final rating. This is a movie I picked. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I gave it a 79. Ooh, okay. I honest to God hate the structure of this movie so much. Mm. Every scene is too short to build everything or to get attached to the scene, and it makes it hard to really connect with the story or the characters. I didn't know Eve's name until halfway through the film. It took me about 20 minutes to get Tommy's name. I had to look up Sophie's name after the movie. <laughs> yeah. But the acting really draws you in. All the performances, especially from the main family members, feel really real. And I mm. like that the writers committed a lot of time and energy into showing, like, dad's five stages of grief and Eve constantly trying to appear happy even though she's miserable and mom kind of going into mental candy land while she's trying to support Charlie so she's just like but rainbows yeah and seeing everyone grow and change along with Charlie is what really works in this movie yeah I'm surprised at your rating, and I'm I'm happy with your rating. 
Oh, I'm never going to watch it again because I hate being depressed by movies, but I appreciated what it was, and I think it's one of the best acted movies that we have ever covered. Yeah, I could agree with that. And I I gave it an 85. I agree with you on the acting. I agree with you on being able to see a real telling of what people go through or can go through in situations like this. Um, I'm glad that they didn't rush the dad's experience with it. I do not like that they did rush a lot of the other experiences. And I do wish that some of the extra scenes that we've already discussed, so I'm not going to go through them again. I wish that those were cut out and instead replaced with more of us seeing Charlie and Tommy's friendship or us seeing how mom was actually dealing with things or us seeing how Charlie was feeling as like more because we see how she's feeling with dad not accepting her. We see a little bit of how she feels about like how the people in school are treating her when she goes to school with a skirt on and all that kind of stuff. But we don't really get to see her dealing with it on her own a whole lot after the very beginning of the movie. And I felt like I needed a little more of that, even if it was like the positives or not even if it was even the positives of things of like, trying on the clothes and looking at herself in the mirror and feeling like, oh my gosh, I can breathe now, you know? Um, we didn't really get to see much of that. And I I, I would have liked it better if we did. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that I would ever watch the movie again either, possibly, but I, I don't like the way that the scenes just skipped to the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. It's very like dizzying almost <laughs> to just be like, what the fuck happened? Wait, what? Did I miss a scene, you know? Yeah. Um, luckily this was not a DVD, otherwise I would wonder if it was skipping shit. <laughs> but yeah, the acting was really, really good. It was. Hmm. After a drama like that, though, I really need a palate cleanser. I'm gonna watch something really <laughs> stupid. And then next week, we're going to do something also really stupid. <laughs> Trick starring Christian Campbell and Tori Spelling. Make sure you get the 1999 <laughs> version unless you're a huge fan of fun but derivative slasher films. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know what any of that is, but cool. <laughs> oh man, I look forward to this. Uh, in the meantime, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter at Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A M I underscore movies. And my personal Instagram is Cantaloupe underscore eyes. Lick the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>